0: Uh, my name is Alex Culpepper. I am, I know most of the people in this room, but I'm the next gen pastor here at village and, uh, Scott, what you were sharing about was so great. Cause that's basically what we're going to talk about. I think tonight's message is more for the person who is like, I mean, it's applicable to anybody. Right. But, um, the, the person who has been a Christian a long time is going to have a lot to get from this. Um, because, uh, Often in the Christian life, something that happens is that we think if we can check off a certain series of boxes, like uh, we pray the sinner's prayer, and then we like read our Bible every day, and then like we start praying a certain number of times. If we can like check our boxes off, we can actually show, uh, we can arrive, right? There's like an arrival point that we can show up to. There's like this destination of what it means to actually be a disciple, and what I want to talk to Tonight, about is that discipleship is much less a destination and much more a direction that we go in. Discipleship is much more a pathway that we follow and less about arriving at a particular point, right? Because we arrive at the point in glory. Um, we we become like Jesus, right? Like that's that's what we're headed towards. Uh, but but the pathway we we will never actually arrive in this life. And so we have this uh, this destination in front of us, but we have to we have to actually aim at the direction of heading towards Christ. So tonight I get to talk to you about the man at Village Church, and people are like, "Which man? Which man at Village Church?" No, I'm just talking about men at Village Church. This is uh, we're gonna just. Talk tonight a little bit about what it is to be a man here at Village, and this is picking up off a. Of, I don't know if you've been here the last few weeks, but Matt Young talked um, a couple weeks ago about uh, membership at Village and what it is to be a, a healthy church member. Uh, last week, Tim talked about uh, healthy church leaders and what that looks like here at Village. We've been talking about what it is to be a healthy church, and talking a lot about trajectories, right? That we're never actually fully healthy, that uh, what we really look at are trajectories of health, and that's what I want to talk about for tonight, is what does a trajectory of health look like for men at Village Church? So, there are four questions, four big questions that I think are going to help us a lot to determine what, uh, what these trajectories, what these pathways, what these... Directions look like. So, the first question that I have for all of you that we should all process together is this Who is your community? Not what is your community, not where is your community, but who is your community? Uh, This is really, really important uh, because having a community, a people uh, that we can identify, that we call our brothers and sisters, this is a non negotiable of the Christian life. Because uh, you and your family are actually going to struggle to experience real connection at Village Church without having an identifiable community. And and, uh, calling 450 people your community is cool. But if 450 people are the only people that you can identify as your community, I would wager that you don't actually have an effective community. Because you're not, you're not in really investing with those 450 people. You see them once a week, and then it's like a different person that you connect with in the foyer each week, right? Uh, so so I, would, uh, I would look at Jesus, actually. Jesus sort of had expanding circles of relational influence as we look at his life. He had uh, the three. So he had James, Peter, and John, who were really super close to him. Like, that was his core. Like, if, if we could say Jesus had best friends, these guys were his best friends. But then we go out a little bit. We can look at the 12, right? These are people that Jesus is consistently walking with, consistently challenging, consistently pushing. Jesus challenges everybody, right? Like, every, every situation he walks to into, people are challenged. But it's interesting, the 12, after he talks to all the masses and all the crowds, he always takes the 12 aside, and he actually, like, explains to them what he's talking about. Right? So he has this special relationship with the 12. And then you have like the, the 70. Right, So you have these people who are called followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus, who he sends out to do work, uh, the work of the kingdom. Uh, we see this happen. But then you have the masses. So on top of the 70, you have these, these groups of people who show up wherever Jesus is because they know, they've know they heard about this guy and they want to know. And Jesus is influencing them too. But, but what we see is that Jesus has expanding Circles of community—they grow bigger and bigger. But he has, uh, but he doesn't just stop with the crowds. He doesn't just stop with the seventy. But he invests intentionally with smaller numbers of relationships. So these are going to be the people whom uh, you are going to regularly practice the one another's that we find in the New Testament. So love one another, be at peace with one another, be devoted to one another, honor one another. Above yourselves. Accept one another as Christ has accepted you. Carry one another's burdens. Admonish one another. Teach one another. Encourage one another daily. Confess your sins to one another. Live in harmony with one another. Love each other deeply. Pray for one another. Spur one another on towards love. And good deeds. This, this, this is what you do with your community. Those, these people that you look at, and so we have. Uh... At Village Church, we actually have these things called community groups. It's so interesting, Uh, but this is these these are the place. These are the people that we have the opportunity to invest in these one another's with. And there's not just community groups, but uh, every once in a while we'll have different men's groups. uh, Different, uh, obviously, we're not women, but there are different women's groups uh, who that that come up. There are different groups at Village Church that, outside of just community groups, that you can invest in. But let me tell you, community groups are really the place where you get long-term investment with a specific group of people. And so if I if I am talking to the man at Village Church, and one of the first things that I want to ask him about his trajectory of, of just, is he trending healthy, is who is your community? Can you tell me really quickly, besides your, your family, who is your community? Who are the people that you're investing in and with? And so uh, what we have are, we have... Steps. So steps are like the, 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 the single steps that we take along the pathway. And then in, in just a second, we'll talk about what the direction actually looks like. So the bigger picture view. But here is a potential step. This is a question that I want us to reflect on. And, and guys, just so you're aware, there are going to be a lot of questions tonight uh, that go all over the map on in terms of discipleship. I, I would challenge you to just pick one or two things that come from tonight, one or two questions and say, okay, this is the place where maybe I need to take a next step, something like that. But here's the the step. Are there Christians in this church that you gather together with regularly? And these are Christians who are in your life, who are authentic with you and who you had the freedom to be authentic with, that love and care for you and your family, that have permission to ask you hard questions and that hold you accountable to what the lord wants for you do you have these people in your life do you have these these regular investments and and when i'm saying regular i don't mean like yeah we see every we see each other every month but, like, no, they're, they're in, involved in your life. They know what's going on consistently. Like, I see Jonathan every month, but Jonathan and I are not in a community group, right? Like, I don't, like, we're checking in every month to just say, hey, what's new, man? But, like, do you have people in your life that, that know the regularity of things that are happening, that know the challenges that you're facing, that can be praying for you, that can be helping you? So, uh, a question for you about a next step is, are there Christians in this church that you gather with regularly. The direction question is this. Are you open to God changing your community and how it functions? So you, so say you have community and you have people that you're investing with regularly. That is awesome. But guess what? Discipleship is not a destination. So you have not arrived. So my question to you would be, are you, are you open to God actually doing whatever he wants to do with your circle of relationships? Because maybe he might move you to a different circle of relationships that you could impact. This is uh, this is something we've been talking about a little bit, uh, even with like Village Church East, right? So we, we planted Village Church East and we sent them out to, to do something special. And the question that we're asking is like, maybe there would be some people who who would be so moved to leave this church that they love to go invest in a new work that God is doing because it's something, it's something special that God has going over there. He's calling us to this space and it, it's hard to leave circles of close relationships, but guess what? You get to go to a new place and you get to build something just like what you had before, but because you know what it looks like, you get to go and show others what it looks like and invest there. So Village Church East is one example. This could look like being willing to go start a new community group even, right? Because community groups at Village Church, we multiply. So uh, so what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm helping Sam out here. I'm getting him ready to go for the, uh, for the fall. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we multiply community groups here at Village Church. So we might take one or two or three people or couples from a group and send them off to start a new community group? And would you be willing to do that if it means there's more place for people to to connect and more opportunity for kingdom impact? But the big question is, so that's the direction question. The Really the big question is the who is your community? This is a really important question for for the, the man who is trending healthy at Village Church to be able to ask. Okay, so right now I have an exercise. We're going to get off this community piece. I want you to share at your tables two ways. This is not talking necessarily about community anymore. I want you to share at your tables, though, two ways that you have grown in the last year, uh, and then I'm going to ask you to, to just start shouting out some examples that you guys shared together. So you have about uh, two minutes. Go. Yeah, yeah, that waistline definitely does not count in this circumstance. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a chance to wrap up here. What, okay, just start, start giving me some examples of growth. Talk to me, somebody. What do you got? ways you've grown? Well, AJ, come on, man. Uh, I said, going to the community part of it, you know, we, we had a really good community... Mm. I know, it's just pretty horrible, isn't it? <laughs> it is that leader, isn't it? Oh, that's good. <laughs> He's in Michael's community group, <laughs> Pastor Michael's community group, just to give context. that's. Yeah. Anybody else? Come on. Where's you grown. Patience. Patience, that's good. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Mm. Michael Perry. Yeah, I was just you know, resonating kind of things that Stan was talking about a few months ago. It was just letting go and just whether it's my career, my marriage, mm-hmm. my family, you know, whatever in my life, that just trying to keep in mind control and just being able to just, you know, every day say, hey, this is, you know, obviously mm-hmm. walking out with your plan, not my plan, you mm-hmm. so, know, and, you know, having that realization. You know, yeah, just, giving up control. That's good. That's good. Anybody else? Yeah. You have a control problem? Is that? Oh, is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, that's what I just heard. I don't know. It's my boss, everyone. I just want to let you know. Acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> Acceptance, that's good. Jonathan. Well, mine is basically what is. So, like, cool. Uh, trust. Trust. Uh, Cool. All right. So guess what? You're not done. You have not like you've not arrived. Like there's there's next steps, there's next things that God wants to do beyond these ways that He's grown you. And that can be hard, recognizing that, that what it took for him to get you where you are right now was actually probably painful to some degree. He's probably had to do something really hard inside of you to grow you to where he's been so uh to where you've been okay so the next question that we have is in what way does the lord want to grow you now so now that the lord has done what he has done you need to be thinking about what what's the next thing that he's going to do inside of you so uh There are like a number of different ways we can grow, right? We can grow in knowledge, we can grow in skills, our capacity, our relationships, we can grow in emotional health, we can grow in physical health, like there are all these ways that we can grow that are good for us, good to the glory of God, all of this stuff. Um, So I spent four years in seminary. And let me tell you, four years in seminary, you have an opportunity to grow in knowledge, Big time, Like that's like, that's all that you do. You spend hours studying about God and Bible and Greek and Hebrew and scripture, all of this stuff that is, uh, it's just there in front of you all the time. So I spent four years just deeply working to grow in knowledge. Now I was growing in other things too. And the Lord was challenging me in other ways, but knowledge was really the thing that I was invested in. So as I finished up and then I started into the role here at Village Church, uh, the thing that I was lacking most, it wasn't knowledge about the Bible, right? Like that was not the thing that, that was, I was really challenged in. I had spent four years in that, and not that I've arrived there, right? But, but the, there were some other things that were lacking, some other things that the Lord did want to develop. So uh, the, the Lord needed to develop in me some leadership skill. Uh, the Lord, and he still needs to develop in me some leadership skill, right? He, he needs to develop in me uh, some emotional health, some higher capacity to hand, handle some higher level things, right? These are, so, so he set knowledge aside for a period of time. You know, I had, I had my time to invest in that. I'll probably have it again, right? But for right now, these seasons, he's developing these skills. These are the things that I'm pouring into, and these are the things that he's shown to me. This is how you need to grow in this season. So uh, so yeah, growing in those things helps me more faithfully be the man that God has called me to be at this church, right? So, and there are things that we can think like, oh, but that's not spiritual. So like, I listen to a bunch of leadership podcasts from like people all over, all over the realm, all over the spiritual realm. They're not all on the same page as me, but I, I think it's really valuable because what that insight, those skills uh, help me do is they help me figure out what it means for me to be as faithful as I can be in this role that God has given me. So, uh, so what man is God calling you to be for your church, for your work, for your coworkers, your family, your neighborhood? What man is he calling you to be? And so the step that you need to take or that you need to ask yourself is this, what is the next thing that God needs to grow in you to make you the man he wants to be. So y- you all have to figure that out because it's going to be different for each person. Uh, and uh, if, if you don't know what kind of man that God wants you to be, then maybe I would like suggest that maybe a next step for you might be to, to read scripture, to listen to sermons, to, to really grow in that knowledge part. Because as you grow in that knowledge part, you start to figure out the kind of man that God wants you to be. Uh, maybe for you it's overcoming sin. Like that's the way, because if we have sin that's present in our lives, God wants to kill that. So that could be a really clear way that God wants you to grow. Uh, what, what wall do you keep hitting in your relationships with other people? What wall do you keep running your head up against in work? Um, and what growth does, does God want to do in you to help you maybe overcome that wall you keep running up against? practically, uh, this could look like redeeming your time, right? So uh, I don't know if you, like, if you have a commute. Uh, if you do, though, you have an opportunity to listen to podcasts, or even if you're just doing like yard work and stuff like that, find, finding digital material to help you grow that are aimed at those specific areas uh, that you know that God wants to change in you. So that's the step. The direction is this. What kind of man is five-year you going to be for the sake of the kingdom of God? So so there's, yeah, This is I know that this is what God wants to grow in me right now, but we also have to look at the long game, right? So there's going to be a series of things that he's going to need to grow in us in order to get us to five-year you. Okay, so um, I was talking to Michael the other day, and Michael was being a very good pastor to me. He was listening to me because uh, I'm new to this leadership thing and I've run into some different challenges and stuff that I really need to process. And and to a certain degree, it's been difficult for me to to figure out exactly how to handle all of this stuff. And uh, Michael is also, and we've talked about like what my future looks like beyond the current role that I'm in and all of this stuff. And uh, I really like, I, I aspire to be a lead pastor one day. Like that's something that I want to do. Uh, I, that's something that I feel like the Lord is, is calling me to. We could say that maybe five year Alex is there. And so what Michael says to me, he says, if I were God, which I'm not, but he says, if I were God, uh, and, and I had this particular future in mind for you, I would do to you the exact thing that I'm doing right now. Because I know, even though it's painful, I know it's going to grow in you the kind of things that need to be grown to make five-year you happen. And then when you get to five-year you, there's going to be another five-year you that God wants to grow, right? But this is the long game that we're playing. What what future does God have in mind for you? Okay, so that's one question. That's another question that you might want to ask. The third question is this. What are your ministries at Village? So Tim uh, talked this week. He said that a leader is anyone who exercises influence in a particular area. So my question for you is where are you exercising your influence? Now, common areas of influence just in the world are family, um, our work, home, or or hospitality, how we use our home, neighbors, neighbors. I challenge you that actually, if you're not considering those things in your realm of ministry, to start considering those things in your realm of ministry. Those those are places where uh, we actually have the opportunity to carry the presence of God with us. We, uh, as believers in Christ, as ambassadors of the kingdom, every space that we walk into, we are hosts of Christ's presence because the Holy Spirit is with us and he is walking with us into those situations. So as we go into those places, everywhere we go, we have an opportunity for ministry, right? So if you're not thinking of work or home or those things as your ministry, I'd challenge you to start thinking of those things like that. But outside of those areas, you also have a local church, which just so happens to be the the primary means through which Jesus has chosen to impact the world. So we sang, build your kingdom here, right? That's uh, come set your rule and reign in our hearts. And then through your kingdom, would you make an impact? Would you set... Your church on fire. Um, would you would you affect the world through this kingdom that you have built? And so, the the local church is the primary means that Jesus has used has chosen to impact. The world, And so our staff and our leaders are here to mobilize and release people for kingdom impact. That's why we exist. That's what we always are trying to do. But that means that everybody who is a part of this church actually has a role to play in that impact. Uh, so, It's actually it's okay. You don't just need one ministry. I mean, you can just do one ministry. That's totally okay. But you can have multiple ministries. So I look at a guy like Marv, who uh, he has, uh, he is part of the facilities team. He is in here each week just checking to make sure everything is like, like, not just clean, but like is running correctly and is fixed and is not broke. Like all of this stuff. And then on top of that, Marv is also a leader in Awana. And he's also like uh, an usher on Sunday mornings, right? He has a bunch of different roles that he plays, and he serves as a deacon for the church. So Marv has multiple ministries at Village Church. And I can point to other people. Jeremy, I know you have multiple ministries at Village Church. You're like softball coach extraordinaire, right? But then also, also Jeremy, is uh, he serves in kids' ministry regularly. He is investing with kids there as well, and so uh, so it's okay to have multiple ministries. that is definitely uh, an important thing uh, and I would encourage you not to fall victim to the tragedy of the commons. so like when you hear somebody up front uh, announcements on Sunday morning talking about a need that is present for village church, and you're like, man somebody else is going to take care of that. I just know it. I know it. the Lord's going to send somebody else to take care of that well. No, maybe he's calling you. Maybe you just need to be attentive to his voice in that moment, and maybe he's calling you to fill that role. So another step. Step, where can you jump in and start regularly serving? I would say don't wait for the perfect thing to come along because no church is going to deliver you to you the perfect opportunity, right? So like Joe, you just jumped up here, man. Like, and I know you've been like, we, we've talked about like the ideal ministry. Like I know you, like there is a future that you have in mind for like an ideal ministry, but you did not let that ideal ministry uh, and what you would prefer it to be prevent you from stepping up here and just leading guys in worship on a Tuesday night. I think that's really cool. So, uh, so don't let perfect prevent you from stepping into what is really, really good. There are places that need people. Um, I would encourage you to find ministry leaders uh, and just say, hey, what do you need? Because believe it or not, in kids ministry, I need more than just people who will be with kids. Uh, I, need, uh, I need people to help me set up. I need people to help me with sound stuff and all this. Like I have roles for people beyond just being with kids because it's not everybody's gift to be with kids. And I recognize that. Uh, but there are places in every single ministry for, for people who have gifts to share. And so I, I would encourage you to say, hey, this is what I've got. This is what I would like to bring to the table. Is there a place where my, uh, my skills, my spiritual gifts intersect with the needs of your ministry? And that would be the direction question to ask yourself. So, so yeah, where can you stup, jump in? And I would just say, don't wait for the perfect thing to come along, find some place. But then as you find a place, um, start asking this question. Where does the line of ministry needs converge with your particular set of spiritual gifts, skills, and passions? So um, Lisa Lewis served on the children's core team for a really, really long time. She's a really great leader, and I had the opportunity to work with her on my team. And uh, and then this need came up in women's ministry for a women's ministry director as Jeannie was transitioning off and everybody looked at Lisa and says she like she is that that that's where like the set of skills and spiritual gifts crossed the line with ministry needs and like she was. The person, and it was really clear she was she was serving faithfully in children's ministry. And I don't know if that's like ideal for her or not. I think I, she absolutely loved it and was passionate about it. But this women's ministry thing, this was the place where ministry needs and spiritual gifts and skills they just converge perfectly. And it was time for her to transition to that. And so, there, just jump in somewhere. And the Lord, as you jump in, the Lord is going to reveal to you those places where. Ministry needs converge with skills, gifts, and passions. Okay, so last question, always the last question at Village Church, so what? What is your next step? So this is something that we ask every single Sunday, because we know that not everybody has arrived. Nobody has, in fact, arrived at health and perfection and glory, we all have this path that we're walking on. So we ask the question, what's your next step? Because every single person has a next step in this uh, trending of health that we have as men at Village Church. So the path that God has you on is taking you in a direction to bring his son a lot of glory. Uh, But what that looks like for you is going to depend on you asking yourself these questions that we went over. So what next step does Jesus want you to take in order for you to become the man at Village Church that he intends for you to be? So uh, I have another exercise for you. At your table is something called a case study, Um, and I want you guys to sort of take 10 minutes uh, and really work this over, and then we'll talk about the details. But have somebody at your table read the case study, and then uh, and then work through the questions together at your tables, and then we'll circle back and uh, and finish up. Father, um, I know that you've placed each of us at Village Church for um, really specific reasons. Lord, you want us to be here and. Uh, And Lord, faithfulness is hard, but faithfulness is something that you call us to because you were faithful enough to us to to accept us and love us and be patient with us and and give your life for us that we might have life. Lord, and so uh, my, my ask is that the life that you gave, the life that you lived, that your gospel would spur us on to faithfulness to you. Lord, in that uh, you would just help us to see really clearly, Lord, the places that you want to grow inside of us uh, to help us be more faithful to you. Lord, the um, the, the things that you might want to change, Lord, the, the next steps that you might have us take, the people you want us to invest in, Lord. That you would just be revealing those things to us um, so that we might become the kind of men that you desire us to be. So we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.